it's time. You're listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theatre on the Air. Sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer, this ongoing series brings to your ears the best-known works from America's revered grandfather of horror and suspense. From room to room in the asylum of the mysterious Dr. Mallard, Poe's wretched souls describe their awful tales while they await the doctor's revolutionary system to treat and cure the mentally crippled. In today's episode, the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air takes on Poe's story of what happens behind the locked doors of an asylum, the system of Dr. Tar and Professor Feather. In our last episode, part two of The Fall of the House of Usher, we encountered a mysterious stranger who has found his way down the hallowed halls of Dr. Mallard's home for his children. Another fan, it seems. You see, they are multiple and manifold. And you are... I'm the man who's going to make you famous. Now, with the mysterious stranger joining our group, Professor Mallard looks for more information. Yes, well, here we are. My office. Yes, my office. Uh, Sit down, both of you. Now, who are you again? What do you want? Well, I, you'll excuse me, sir. I went through the whole place. haven't met a living soul to help me. I'm looking for the director. That is you, isn't it? Well, let's slow down a moment, shall we? What is it you want? My name is uh, Zach Yeager. Zachariah, the Lord remembers. Hmm? It's uh, Zachary, actually, but sure, if you if you say so. Anyway, I was hoping you have a tour of your establishment. I've been recommended by Prefect Laurent of the Paris Metropolitan Police. Uh, here's a letter of introduction. Police! I'll take that, if you don't mind, Mr. Yeager. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Very well, very well. I see. I see. So, you would like permission to visit the asylum, to see the crazies, I suppose. I wouldn't call them that, do you? But listen, is the director available? The director? Well, that's me. I thought I'd made that clear. Who else would it be? Please sit down. I'm delighted to put myself at your disposal. <clears throat> I'm listening. Oh, right. Well, as you see, I'm a reporter for Le Journal. I usually cover the crime beat, but my editor would like me to take some notes on your establishment, the patients you're treating. And if you wouldn't mind some information about you, your work, your method of treatment, your famous system. My system, yes, my famous system. You're quite famous. Right. I'd be grateful if you'd allow me to... Oh, and so would our readers, of course. My good man, I am very flattered, very flattered that you had the idea to visit me and that you are interested in the work that is so dear to me, which has been my life since I was driven here. Arrived here, I should say. Arrived. The system you've heard about and that cost me so much in both difficulty and controversy is, in fact, my invention. I intended to act powerfully on the minds of the afflicted, the children, my good man, who can catalogue all their sufferings, their miseries. Even now they are described as pests, as curious animals, and not as humans with diseases. Pity them. Let's take care of them, my good man. Humanity demands it. Science orders it. Yes, that seems very reasonable. Ah... I've heard that sound before. Uh, One of my children in distress. Excuse me for a moment, Mr. Yeager. You two, please talk amongst yourselves. The work of an eccentric genius is never done. Oh, eccentric genius. You can write that part down. Back in an instant. No one in sight. The front door unlocked. This sure is a well-run place. Inmates must be able to come and go as they please. 
Anyway, what's your story? Why are you... What's that sound? It's the inmates. They're not the most impressive show so far. These poor devils caged like animals on display like curiosities. It's not right. Still, I haven't come for them, but for the doctor. By all accounts, he's a remarkable specialist, known the whole world over. His system claims some wonderful cures. Hang on. What's that? Shut up, my friend. When you finish your complaints and your caterwauling... This is a treatment system? What more do you want me to do? I'm the master, do you hear? Not you. Now, be silent. (sighs) Excuse me, I I beg you. This dissolute wretch, I I should say my unfortunate child, flatly refuses to calm down. You house inmates in the very next room? Oh, in many rooms nearby, yes, in fact. But, yes, I've put him here to watch him in particular. Oh, I cannot leave him for a minute. I'm the only one with any influence over him. It's endearing and dangerous. Yes, my good man. Most dangerous. But uh, what were we saying? We were talking about the quite admirable results of your system. Ah, yes, my system. Yes, well, good sir, my system. You must know about it in general, if not in detail. You have no doubt heard about the most essential and most interesting parts of the treatment that I apply here to the sick. My system, since it is so commonly called as if its ownership were ever a question, my good man. My system of practical inventions... Well, it's starting up again. (laughs) How barbaric. This noise must stop. It's a man, our doctor. He's an oddball. Sure, he seems intelligent, but what a con man. My system. He's so full of... Anyway, he's definitely delighted to have someone interview him, but, you know, why again are you here? (laughs) What in the world is happening? Nothing. Nothing at all. It will not bother us anymore. I've taken care of it. (laughs) What a brute. Come, look how he's scratched me. But look, he's a mean bugger. Yes, your hands are all scratched up. Oh, that's nothing, Mr. Yeager. I've seen worse than that since I've been here. With patients like these, you can run into real danger. Yes, we have real trouble with this one. Very intelligent when he's not having a crisis. This patient currently is suffering from a mania of which no treatment so far has cured me. He would very much like to take my place. Oh, believe me, he has a ferocious hatred of me. Quite recently, he managed to incite a revolt. The patients fear and obey him like their leader. They snuck upon us, hoping to throw us into their cells. We had some trouble reasoning with them. The audacity to think that we can bring madmen to reason. I'm up to the challenge, of course, but it's been quite the battle. That must explain the cries we heard. They are back in their cells now, well locked up so they will keep quiet. They made such noise, and I hate noise. Yes, my good man, I hate noise. Well, we have to punish them quite severely, even though it pains me to do so. Did you put him in a straitjacket? We don't speak that word here. But I thought... Straitjacket. Horrible. Monstrous. It makes me shudder to think of it. I know you've never been a proponent of such severe punishment. Barbaric. Well... And that depends, doesn't it? I'm 
It must be called for in certain instances, that or the cold showers. Listen to yourself. The showers. Well, they're even worse than the straitjacket. The icy water violently striking your body and your head like gas thrown into a fire. You clearly have no idea what showers are like. Yes, well, Dr. Mallard, would you kindly tell me a bit about this method of yours? Oh, yes, yes, of course. So that is why you've come, yes, isn't it? Well, yes. So now, let me ask you, first of all... Wait a minute. Who's all this? Ah, welcome, welcome. This is Mr. Plume and Mr. Robert, Madame Joyeuse, Miss Trippetta. I'm happy to introduce them to you. They are dear, precious friends. Co-conspirators, you might say. (laughs) Not to worry, I assure you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You may enter. Have no fear. This gentleman is Mr. Zachary Yeager, a journalist who has heard of our establishment and so wanted to pay us a visit. Truly, sir, have you come to see the lunatics? The birds in the little cages? Whatever for. And what is this? What is this? Your shoes are filthy. Next time, wipe your boots before you come in here. Now, now, madam, his shoes are fine. Now, Mr. Yeager, allow me to present to you the great Professor Plume, my close friend and another celebrated colleague and a renowned hypnotist. My esteemed director. Sir, are you quite all right? Here, do me the favor, if you don't mind, and look into my eyes deep. My friends, I implore you all, have a seat. We will show you our poor and sick, Mr. Yeager, when they are a little more calm. More calm, more calm. Oh, I wish you gentlemen the best of fun. For myself, I cannot bear to look a crazy person in the face. They look so disheveled. It makes me fear I may descend into lunacy myself. <laughs> What's this uptight woman doing here? But this is a wonderful distraction. Get a load of this twosome. Wife and daughter, no doubt. Madness. What an appalling evil. Appalling. Science and medicine must quickly find a remedy for this human scourge. You must search, doctor. We are searching. We are searching. (laughs) This plume guy cracks me up. Anyway, Director Mallard. Dr. Mallard, if you don't mind... Certainly not. So, Dr. Mallard, thanks to your system, your admirable, marvelous system, I do not deserve such praise. In any case, not myself alone. As my collaborator in this work, I must also humbly credit Professor Plume. Professor Plume. Uh, all right. Professor. Yes, moving on. As I said, the method employed by me for the treatment of the sick and infirm, which I have named the system of soothing, is my invention. But this method has been diligently modified in part by my illustrious friend here, Professor Plume. Plume. Continue, please. And... (sighs) Continuing. The treatment under which we place our sick gentlemen is simple. We do not deny any of their quirks. Quite the contrary. Not only are we receptive to them, we encourage them. This is how we have been able to devise some radical cures. A cure rate of some 59.25%. 60%? Really? That many? 59.25%. There's nothing a madman relates to better than the absurd. For example, we had a patient, a former orderly, actually, who believed he was a chicken. 
I do quite remember that patient intimately well. Yes, yes, I'm sure you in particular remember him. His treatment consisted of this. Recognize and accept the mania as a fact, and then, over the course of a week, feed the patient the appropriate diet for a chicken. Thanks to this method, all it took was some seed and gravel to work miracles. Some seed, some grain. <laughs> yes, uh, hilarious. This incredibly humanitarian system presents a danger, however, a great danger. It's impossible to predict the whims of the people here. It is never prudent to let them wander freely without surveillance. Everyone here can be softened for a time, but ultimately they are turbulent. Moreover, their cunning is legendary. If anyone here has a plan in mind, they know how to hide it with a hypocrisy that is quite marvelous. Marvelous. At this moment, Director, do you have many sick people? A dozen or two total. A dozen or two? Well, of course, when you count the multiple personalities, that's quite a bit more than twelve. Maybe twice that number. Maybe triple. <laughs> more women than men, I suppose. Hardly. Most are men, in fact. And vigorous fellows, I can assure you. <laughs> oh, Doctor, you're awful. <laughs> what are they laughing at? I've always heard that there are more women patients than men. Mr. Yeager, what did you say? This assertion is as false as it is unfriendly towards our sex. If I hear any more... I simply don't know what I might do. Well, I'm sorry, madam, but it's not me speaking. It's statistics, and statistics have no manners. Well, the statistics are telling filthy lies. Filthy. More women patients than men. You may believe this, but it is absurd. Is it not, my dear Professor Plume? Absurd. Madam Joyeuse is right. Women are unique, eccentric maniacs. With as much rage in their hearts as any man. But to say, all women are crazy, well, that is a reach. Is it not, Dr. Mallard? I agree with you both completely, dear ladies. You must learn to be more fastidious with your words, Mr. Yeager. And your appearance. And you, my dear Mr. Petta, do you agree with me, too? Absolutely, madam. You would have to be an ass to believe otherwise. Oh, speaking of asses, I think we probably can find a sick person here who believes he is one. <laughs> yes, I am quite fond of animals, but he is one very tiring patient. We have a lot of trouble with him. For the longest time, he wouldn't eat anything but thistles. He was always busy kicking his heels like this. Look. Look, look, look. <laughs> like this. Oh, Mr. Robert, oh. you have kicked me. Your awful impressions. I would be most grateful if you would contain yourself. Your jokes are in bad taste, and you have damaged my dress. This gentleman would have understood without your demonstration. A thousand apologies, Madame Joyeuse. I, I had no intention of offending you. None. I am mortified. I should be punished. I'll hang tomorrow like... No like one's a being hanged for the moment, my dear Mr. Robert. Nonetheless, remember, the patient of whom you speak was seriously ill. We cannot compare him to anyone we know. Ah. With the exception of the one who thought he was a bottle of champagne <laughs> and who, when speaking, always had a... <laughs> like a popping cork. Ah! <laughs> or, or, or the one with the desperate fear of black cats. 
<laughs> now, now, now. That's a bit close to home. <laughs> <laughs> this laughter is getting on my nerves. What are they up to? <laughs> and the spinning top! Oh, 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 yes, the spinning top! Now, please, you all! Miss Trippetta, the tiny dancer. Yes, we nicknamed her the spinning top because she was once seized with the idea that she had transformed into a spinning top. People would simply die of laughter to see me spin. Die, die. I could pirouette for hours on one foot. <laughs> tiny me. Can you believe it? Okay, this is just plain weird. It is not natural. None of this is that funny. These people are crazy. Watch me. I'll prove it. Move aside. Watch me spin. Miss Trippetta, would you please contain yourself? If you cannot conduct yourself decently like a young woman should, you may leave. The doctor is right. 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 Come on, you and I have to get out of here. Dr. Mallard, if that's who you really are, I thought you were interested in a serious conversation of your methods. Hey, 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 watch your hands, Pee-wee. This, this is nothing but a bad joke. You contact my editors when you're ready to have an honest... What is that sound? You mean that, the thunder? It's thunder. What do you expect? There's a storm outside. A storm? <gasps> a storm! Oh, my God! A storm! I'm scared. A storm. Hide me. Hide me. You must hide me. We are lost. The rain is coming. When the rain comes, we'll... Silence now! Silence! You're drawing the thunder over here. I command you to keep quiet. What good will your screaming do? Listen to me. I'm the doctor. Silence. And rain's gonna fall. You've gotta blame it on something. Blame it on the rain. I saw guns. We've gotta get help. They're all nuts, every one of them. If we stay any longer, you and I will both be history. Silence! And you, Jaeger, where are you off to? You called us an asylum, and you, a doctor? What is this system of soothing? System of lunacy, more like. You, Mallard, you're nothing more than a fraud. <gasps> Those are harsh words, my good man, and not altogether wrong. You all, grab the reporter. Grab him, help me. This man needs analysis. I can't wait to get inside your head. What is this? Let go of me. Help. You there, help me. <sighs> Finally, I can breathe normally. You have no idea how annoying it's been to carry on this charade from cell to cell hearing the same pathetic stories. It made me want to poke my eyes out. Say, now there's an idea. <clears throat> You know, this interview isn't making you look too good right now. What do you say you just let your goon squad let me go? Ah! Okay, get off of me, you sick bastards. Give me a knife so I can poke him in the eye. Oh, yes, what fun. Let's tear out his eye. Eye, 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 eye. 
Don't just sit there listening. Help me. My face, you madman. Oh, I'm afraid you quite missed the eye, Doctor. Not to worry, though, old chap. The blood is blind. You miserable. Throw him out the window. Out the window. Yes, out the window. Stop struggling. And then we'll be back for you. Help. Somebody help us. He's loose, you useless idiot. Ah, the door's locked. Help! Nobody's coming. Help us! Ah, let go of me, Mallard, you lunatic! I have him. You two, to the balcony. Break out the window if you have to. And the other one, the quiet one. Take our friend there, too. Come with me. This won't hurt for long. Let us go! Open the door. Open up. Open up. Open up in there. Quickly! Help! We're locked in. They're insane. Help us! Oh, guards, finally. What is going on in here? They're killing each other. Stop right there. Who's this? Mm, we have here Plume, Robert, Joyeuse. Oh, your breath is hideous. And the spinning top? That's Miss Trepetta to you. Oof! Your hands off me, you brute! Dr. Mallard as well. Mm-hmm. The most dangerous. Release me, I order you! We will deal with the others later. Bring the men to the cells, the women to the showers. This is our fault. It will teach us to keep a better eye on the- This is outrageous! I am a doctor! Calm yourself, Dr. Mallard. We will need to bring out the straitjacket. Be reasonable. Oh, you're dressed in a doctor's coat now. Where did you get it? Silence! I said silence! I command you to shut your mouths! What good are your words? I am a doctor! I'm the director! Do you hear me? The director! Ah! The bastard! He bit me! Dr. Mallard, you want to ruin things for yourself? If you don't calm yourself, you'll force me to punish you? Fine. Have it your way. Get him out of here and put him in the straitjacket. I am the director! Do you hear me? I am the director! The director! The director! Holy hell, you came just in time. What are you doing here? I'm Zach Yeager. I'm a writer with the local paper, Le Journal. I came to visit the asylum. I found everything open. This other one, I don't know. They were here when I got here. Mallard was giving them an earful. He's not one of the patients. I understand. Well, the inmates revolted. They had us locked inside one of the rooms. Luckily, we were able to get free. Judging by that broken balcony window, it looks like just in time. You don't know the half of it. I almost ended up five stories down the hard way. They tried to put out my eye with a letter opener. Why are you here? Who are you looking to meet? Mallard, the one you just took away. I thought he was the director here. Hell, we both did, right? You made a lucky escape. He is the most dangerous lunatic here. He's the one who organized the revolt. He's unbelievably strong. He nearly strangled me. When his madness overtakes him, he becomes ferocious. That's it, Chief. Should we run into town to try and catch up with the others? They can't have gone far. Let the local police know. But where is the real director? The real Dr. Mallard? They must have locked him up. Same as they did us. Oh my god, look. Search everywhere. Wait. When we arrived here, we heard noise coming from there. That door there. Dr. Mallard went in and we heard cries from the other side of the door and then... That's a supply room. Where they keep the drugs and the surgical equipment. We have to get into that room. Wait. What is it? On the floor, just beneath the door, those red spots. 
It looks like blood. Oh my god. If it was... Do you have the keys? I do. Let's go. Oh, good lord. <coughs> what is it? What's wrong? Let me see. Call the police. An ambulance. It's monstrous. Monstrous. Let me see. I need to see. A man. Is it Dr. Mallard? The real Dr. Mallard. What's left of him? He's dead. Mutilated. Slashed with something. A razor? A scalpel by the looks of it. Bone saw too. Maybe even a cheese grater. I have to notify the board of directors. Will you be all right here on your own? We will. Go get help. Well, one hell of a ride, wouldn't you say? I don't mind being a crime reporter, but I draw the line when I'm the subject of the crime I'm reporting anyway. Hi, Zach Yeager, Le Journal. You've probably read my articles in the newspaper. No? Well... We didn't have time for formal introductions before. Listen, I could go for a drink. There's a great cafe down the road, Cafe Corbeau. You interested? Great. Truth be told, it was actually a pretty easy walk here from my flat in Paris. I'm just a short way from the police precinct there. Anyway, this was supposed to be an easy assignment to take my mind off the case I just cracked. Well, not me exactly, my flatmate. I was just the note taker. You may have read my story about him and the case. Auguste Pan. I called it the murders in the Rue Morgue. Wait, wait a minute. You haven't heard about how Auguste Pan solved the murders in the Rue Morgue. Well, my friend, you are about to hear a story like no story you've ever heard before. Picture this. It's late at night on a typical hot, sweaty Paris summer night. Bakeries are about to open, the bars are about to close. The only people on the streets are the beat cops, stragglers, and early risers. And then, out of nowhere, from up the street comes an unholy shriek. You've been listening to the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air and our season finale production of The System of Dr. Tar and Professor Feather, adapted for radio by Alex Zavistovich, written for the Théâtre de Grand Guignol by André Delord, and translated from the original French by Jennifer Restack. The System of Dr. Tar and Professor Feather was directed by Jennifer Restack and produced by Ty Ford, with the voices of Jen Beverelli, Jimmy Kinsel, Brian McDonald, Jennifer Restack, and Alex Zavistovich. Poe Theater on the Air theme by Greg Martin. The National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air is sponsored in part by Baltimore's own Raven Beer, purveyors of Poe-inspired craft beer. More information can be found on the web at www.ravenbeer.com. More information on the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air can be found at www.poetheater.org. We'll be back with an all-new series of the National Edgar Allan Poe Theater on the Air before you know it. Until next time, this is Alex Avistovich reminding you that all that we see or see is but a dream within a dream. Oh.